Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening to Honey and Hustle. We are a visual podcast that features conversations with small business owners, creative entrepreneurs, and those in the nonprofit community. We're so glad that we started sharing our podcast here on Anchor FM. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you're listening to this right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you to Blackology Coffee Company for sponsoring this video. Take 10% off your next order at Blackology Coffee Company by using the link at the description, www.blackologycoffeecompany.com backslash Angela. Hey everybody, my name is Angela Hollowa. I'm your host and producer here at Honey and Hustle. And today I'm joined by Lisa Giesen Bauer, all the way from Wisconsin. She tells me that weather is a lot different there than it is for me right here in North Carolina. So Lisa, how are you doing all snowed in up there? I am doing good. And yes, it's, the snowing just stopped. It has been snowing for the last couple hours. Okay. <laughs> sorry. It is sunny and beautiful weather here in North Carolina, so hopefully that'll come your way soon. Um, so Evolution Marketing been in the game for a really long time, and you have created a social enterprise business based on a triple bottom line. So for people that are watching and listening here, can you explain to me what a triple bottom line is and why you thought that was an important foundation for your business? Sure can. Okay. So 14 years ago this fall in September, Evolution Marketing, well, Evolution Marketing will be 14 this fall. So 14 years ago, when we started the business, I really wanted to make sure that Evolution Marketing actually um, was was working more than just making profit. So the goal of the business wasn't just to make a profit, which is what a single bottom line is, but we were gonna be triple bottom line run. So that means that we would run all of our management decisions through the lens of people. So what types of impacts does a business have on the community? our stakeholders, our employees, and our customers. So that's the people side. And then what type of impacts does the business have on the environment? So again, um, is the business operating in a carbon neutral manner? Are we recycling? Do we do composting? Are we having a positive environmental impact or are we degradating the environment? So that, so those two being added to the first one, economic viability is the triple bottom line. So today we run all of our business decisions through those three lenses before we make them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you gave me a little kind of um, slogan that you use that is now the hallmark of your business. Can you expand on that and how that has been really helpful in just like bringing the right types of clients and people to you? Sure. So I have, I'm going to hold up because I'm a marketing person. So I got to hold up my postcard here. Um, so back when we started in 2007, I really wanted to demonstrate that a business could be run in a triple bottom line manner in Wisconsin, right? That a professional service business could thrive and do well, but also do good for the community. Well, after being in business 10 years, uh, which was December of 20, 2017, I did an impact report for the last 10 years of the business, the social and environmental impact report. 
And at that point, I said, gosh, we've done it. We've demonstrated it can happen. So now what? And it was that it was at that point, I can talk, that we, uh, we did our mission. So our mission today is live responsibly, work by example, lead by design, and educate through action. And so that's what's on, on our postcard here. And for being a marketing communications company, I think that's really important. And so every day, I mean, imbuing what we were doing prior to 2017, we were doing these things, but I was thinking about them only from the vantage point of triple bottom line. But now since then, we've really uh, strived to um, get third party credentials that are saying, <laughs> so I can make a statement, like, like I can say evolution marketing gives back 2% of our income to environmental nonprofits. That's at least a statement. It's not backed up by anybody, but now, we joined in 2017, 1% for the planet. 1% for the planet actually looks at our taxes and our profit loss statement, and they look at the amount of money we've donated, and they confirm that we're actually doing what we say we're doing. So for example, in the 2020 year, Evolution Marketing donated 2.8% um, of our earnings back to environmental nonprofits. So 1% for the planet got all of that documentation from me, and they're a third party who's audited to say, Lisa's statement is real. So it's not just Lisa making a statement anymore, it's the business being audited by a third party so we can actually demonstrate what we're saying in a transparent and clear clear manner. Does that, does that make sense? It does, it does. Um, so for the people who can't see um, what you showed me on the screen, you had a lot of different organizations on there that are third party organizations that you know can validate a lot of the claims that you and your company are making, right? And one of them is B Corps certification, right? So can you tell me a little bit more about why you decided to go after a B Corps certification and what that means for you and your business. Yes, thank you. And so that was actually the next one. So 2017, we did 1%. 2018, we became a certified B Corporation. And what that means is that B Lab, they're a, a nonprofit organization and they operate here in the United States and Canada. They do a full on audit of your business systems and operations. So it's akin to an ISO operation, an ISO audit, which most people are familiar with ISO. So like ISO 5001, or ISO 9001, like quality or safety in your business. This is all of the ISOs combined together. So it's, it's a full on out, all parts of your business are audited through this process. And it's called the B Impact Assessment. So you go online, you fill, and it's free. So any business who's listening can go apply to become a certified B Corp. And as you complete the B Impact Assessment, we're on version 6.0 right now. So they've been around for a while. Um, they update every couple of years. And you answer all different types of questions about your business. And then you have to provide documentation, again, say to demonstrate that if you say you're doing this, you're actually doing it. And you go through an interview with B-Labs. Again, you throw more documentation, and then you have to score a minimum of at least 80 points in the B-Impact assessment. And if you do not score the 80 points, you're not able to become a certified B-Corp. And then once you've hit that 80 points, so our score was 91.7 back in 2018, um, summer 2018. So right now I'm actually working on our recertification. So then every three years you recertify your business. And it's not that you rest on your laurels because I would argue that once you've been through the, the B Impact Assessment, when you go to research, you're probably gonna, your score is gonna probably go up because you've probably started to adopt and bring in more sustainability stuff into your organization. So I really believe like the Evolution Marketing Score will go up um, this next time. And it's all about continuous improvement. So you're always doing better for your business. And this is a great third party way to do it. 
And the B Corp certification, there's about 3,800 of us in the entire world. So there's B Labs in Canada, there's B Labs in Europe, so there's B Lab all around the world. And um, our business community really, it's the highest standard out there of social and environmental impact. Mm -hmm. um, and that's incredible to hear. 3,800 to, 3, to me really sounds like a small number. When you think about just how many people are in the United States and Canada and how many people are business owners within these two countries, um, 3,800 sounds like, you know, you're elite, you know, you're top of the top people who are really being consciously making efforts to, you know, one, assess and to um, decrease their environmental impacts, right? So for people that are starting from scratch and maybe they're saying, well, I'm a solopreneur, I work from home, or, you know, I don't have a studio space, a commercial space, or it, whatever the case may be, maybe they're wondering how they can start to use their business or through their business, be more sustainable, have more sustainable practices, and just continue to grow these efforts and environmental consciousness and how we work and how we operate. What are some things that people can start doing right now to incorporate sustainable business practices? So I've got a lot. <laughs> um, first thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna say is on the Evolution Marketing website, we have an entire resources section. So if businesses aren't sure where to begin, they can go look at it. It's greenmktingcom slash resources. And I'm sure you'll be able to share that with the, the line notes. Um, but the first thing you can do is, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about two different types of businesses. So we'll talk about if you're a small business, first thing a small business can do is really to look at their purchasing or sourcing policies. Most companies make decisions, especially solo entrepreneurs, they're like, oh, I really like this product, I'm gonna buy it for my company as a promotional product or as a paper that they're using in their office, but there's no policy behind why they're doing it. First thing you can do is you can say, let's put a policy in place. So for example, at our office, all of the paper products that we, I'm trying to, I don't have anything to hold up to show you, but all of the paper products, um, hold on, actually on my little postcard, the save recycled, Okay, it doesn't say recycle on it, but these are actually, they're all, all the paper that's brought to the Evolution Marketing Office is from Ford's Forest Stewardship Council, so FSC certified paper, and it all has a recycled content of at least 30%. So whether it's like the folders in my office or my, my daily planner, all of it are recycled. So every purchase I make tied to a paper product, even, even the toilet paper or paper towel in the office, Kleenexes, all of them are FSC certified, which to me is really important because FSC stands for Forest Stewardship Council certification. And that means that from the trees, from the tree farm where the trees, the wood, the pulp that's in your toilet paper, or your paper towel, or your paper, that comes from sustainably forested trees. And there's a whole chain of custody system in place, which how cool is that to make sure that it's the highest and most responsible way for harvesting and dealing with trees. So that's just one policy that everybody can do. So just think about where you're sourcing your materials from and what are those materials? And you could put a policy in place such as a sustainable sourcing policy. Or for example, um, if you have to hire subcontractors, one of my policies that we also do at the Evolution Marketing Office is that we source from other independently owned businesses who are women owned or minority owned. So we th I think it's really important if I want to grow my business that I bring subcontractors in who share my values and beliefs. Okay, so that's that's the one thing we can all do as a woman owned business. I think it's really important to support other women owned businesses. Mm -hmm. I know, I know this is getting really good, but I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the show. Whether you're a day one fan or day 100 fan, I'm so glad that you found Honey and Hustle and have decided to stick along for the ride. As a thank you, I wanted to give you a little gift that this show has so graciously given me. 
the ability to continue to connect with thought leaders, industry leaders, business owners, and other entrepreneurs, no matter where I am. Link offers a digital business card that is a natural extension of my website and social media platforms that allows me to easily send people to strategic landing pages so they can learn a little bit more about me, the resources I offer, and how we can continue to stay connected. When you click the link below in the description, you'll get 15% off any of their wearables, phone taps, and hopefully the last physical business card you'll ever need. When you do this, I get a little percentage back at no extra cost to you, which helps me continue to host guests and industry leaders so they can give you advice and help you crush the hustle. Thank you so much again for supporting the show and our show sponsor, Link. All right, let's get back into it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, so you talked about small businesses in particular. Did you have a second one that you wanted to talk to? I do. Thank you so much, Angela. I completely forgot. I was got so excited about women-owned businesses. Yes. So now if say you're a larger company, say you have anywhere from 50 to 500 employees. Okay. So you're like a mid-sized manufacturer. Um, we have this thing in Wisconsin, it's called the Green Masters Program. And it's a free program that you can go, um, there's a link to it on the Evolution Marketing Resources section of the website. And that Green Masters program has nine areas of sustainability. And so you can go through and you can take this, take the, download the document and go through and you can answer all those questions. And it could be the first place to begin, especially if you're trying to figure out what to do from a sustainability standpoint, what makes sense in your business. This program offers nine areas, sustainability defined via nine areas. So it has you start to track, measure, and monitor your activities. So one thing that if you're not already doing it, that's a really easy thing to do, is look at how much energy you're using. And then the energy that you're using, are there things that you can do, especially if you own a building, or you own multiple buildings, or you own multiple vehicles. You know, how much energy are you using? Do you have an idle policy? Are your trucks always idling? Do you turn your trucks off? Are the trucks running an alternative fuel? I mean, there's a variety of things that you can do, but the Green Masters program is a great place to start. And it, it's kind of like a, a roadmap for those who want to begin their sustainability journey. And it has a variety of questions and you can answer any of those questions and that'll kind of help take it to your green team within your company. And the other thing is a bigger business could start a green team. How, how, how is the best way to find out what you figure out what you're doing? Talk to your employees. Your employees have lots of brilliant ideas how to help your business be more sustainable. It just maybe sometimes employers aren't always listening to what the employees have to say. So that's a great place to start as well. Yeah, I think that's awesome because I mean, we're talking about this could be a restaurant, you know, somebody exactly. who's on the restaurant chain or, you know, just any kind of a lot of the energy companies that are popping up now, like solar energy companies are like really starting to take life like here in North Carolina. So places like that, I mean, it could be incredible to see, you know, how they could really start the chain of like impact here. I think like one thing that surprised me when I moved here to North Carolina from Alabama was how many restaurants um, had recycling bins in the restaurants, right? So like if they used mm -hmm. plastic products, you could go ahead and recycle that during the restaurant and move your trash away from that trash. So just like small things, you know what I mean? That can make a really big impact in like, you know, increasing the life of our landfills and just like uh, increasing access to renewable items and stuff that we use on a very regular basis, so. Well, and like composting, I don't know if composting is big down by you. I know you and I talked a little bit about it before, but a lot of restaurants um, are now putting composting programs in place, which is great because so, so much food waste, right? So they're creating their own composting program. Or they're working with a local composter to have all the food waste removed and turned into, you know, soil that's like high quality soil that you could use at your home. So, I mean, I think, I think there's so much new technology that's shifting and changing right now. And it's kind of like every 
we're all kind of starting someplace on this journey, right? Because being sustainable, it's it's not like you just do one thing and you're sustainable. It's a process and you keep going, you keep improving upon it. So we keep learning and growing. And I think um, depending upon what community you live in, there may be composting ordinance or there may be recycling ordinances. Um, like up here in Wisconsin, I don't know if you know this, Wisconsin has the highest number of people that recycle in the nation. Our recycle rate is about 87%, so which is huge. I mean, so recycling is kind of part of our DNA in Wisconsin, but there's still things that we can't recycle. Like we can't recycle the number five um, little like uh, yogurt containers, right? Like those still aren't able to recycle, but TerraCycle will have a take a go give back program so you can send them back to TerraCycle and then they'll upcycle them into something else. So, I mean, so much cool technology and things are happening, right, every day. So I, I just really encourage people to, to do a Google search or go look at our resources page because there's so much information out there, especially at our fingertips now that we didn't have access to before. I'm so glad you mentioned TerraCycle because they're actually one of the companies that I got introduced to because their motto is kind of like recycle everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like beyond recycling. <laughs> so like they're such a great place to start if you're looking for like free or just like entry-level programs for stuff you may not know whether or not you can recycle it. Or your local community may not have like Phoenix City, Alabama, we don't recycle any plastic, which I think is a cry and a shame. So like TerraCycle which could kind of be that stand between for people who may be also in communities that just don't have access to commercial recycling, right? For standardized recycling. Um, yeah, exactly, especially in the South, right? Because every every community and municipality is different. So it's not because we have it in Wisconsin doesn't mean other places have it. And then California is the exact opposite. California has, you recycle everything in California or you, you can't even produce certain things in California if it's not recyclable or compostable. So it, it, we have a, such a variety of patchwork around the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're in the digital marketing space, um, and I, I don't know, what's the opposite of digital marketing? Like, I don't know. We do, we'll, we do, we do print marketing too, you know? Print marketing. Jesus, I just aged my, I just like dated myself very fast. <laughs> <laughs> print, we have newspapers, okay. <laughs> I don't, well, I'm dated too because I'm the opposite because we didn't do digital marketing 15 years ago. <laughs> So we're, we're coming together now. We're coming together. There's still value for both. So in an age, I would say definitely now in the digital marketing space, like there is this increased, you know, pressure for businesses, all shapes and sizes to be more transparent about their business practices. And I mean, we saw that with the social justice movement where companies were saying like they supported, you know, equality for all. And then, you know, people who worked at that company previously or currently were like, well, actually, you know, your policy really support that claim, right? So like when it comes to sustainability, businesses can easily fall in that same trap. Whereas like if you're not having third party, you know, um, people like substantiate your claims, right? Um, then it kind of feels, or like even your employees, you feel like maybe you could do more and maybe you haven't really done 100% what you set out to do with a certain policy or with a certain initiative. And there could be pressure from that standpoint to really be transparent um, in the public space. You know what I mean? Because now yes. Everybody, yes. everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants to know who they're supporting. And I think people that are my age, maybe a little bit older and younger that are kind of like, coming up now and more conscious of the brands that they're supporting, they want to know these things. 
right? So what are some ways, in addition to having these kind of badges, maybe a print postcard that you give people, um, maybe something on your website, in addition to that, what are some ways we can continually be transparent about the efforts that we're making to practice sustainability as business owners and business leaders, because we could really be the change in a lot of local communities if mm -hmm. business leaders step up and said, hey, I want greater access to composting for my restaurant or, you know, my food truck, or hey, as a small business owner, I want to be able to be able to source, you know, toilet paper, paper towels, printing paper that I'm using from a certain percent of recycled um, products. So like, what are some ways we can do, you know, get those words out there? Okay, so two things, and I totally agree with with everything you just said. We are in an era of I'm call it uber transparency. So it's not regular transparency; it's uber transparency. Everybody wants to know everything at the drop of their fingertips. So if you don't have it online, you're in a you're you're in okay. If your business is not online, and what you do have online isn't clear and concise and open and honest and transparent, you're in trouble. Okay, like like for real. Like that's number one. Um, so two, two things. The first thing is, is the, I do this thing, it's called an impact report. Um, and so again, remember we are talking about how after being in business for 10 years, I did a 10 year impact report for our operational sustainability issue, uh, operational sustainability programming and impacts. And then I did a social impact report for, our, for the impacts of the business. So now I do, every year I do an operational impact and a carbon footprint report for Evolution Marketing. I share it publicly on the Evolution Marketing website. It's on it's online. People can go search it out, check it out. We detail the policies I was talking about before, the FSC sourcing policy. That is detailed in my impact report. Um, so doing impact reports, I would say is super important and sharing in a transparent manner. So it could be, I call it impact report, but it could be a corporate social responsibility report. It could be a sustainability report, but some type of third party uh, let me not rephrase some type of uh, some type of public facing document that showcases the actions your business is taking i think are very important so that's the first thing second thing is education so i spend a lot of my time doing educational programming work i talk to high school kids i talk to college kids um Recently, I was just interviewed by master's students at Oakland University by one of their professors to talk to them. And then actually like next Tuesday, I'm doing a, I'm recording a video lecture with a professor at Marquette University here in Wisconsin for her MBA class. So I think getting out there and really sharing and talking about with the next generation of scholars and the next generation of consumers is super important to me. I've been working with a high school, local high school kids here in Oconomowoc, which is uh, my neighbor. So I'm we're in the Oconomowoc area school district. And so um, I've been working with Oconomowoc high school teachers since 2017. And they created what's called the um, Global Sustainability Class. So these are high school kids who are juniors or seniors who have a class, it's bilingual. So it's taught in Spanish and in English and it's AP Environmental Science, and then it's fifth year Spanish. And the whole class is literally built around the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which, I mean, how cool is that? That you're high school kids and you're learning about the UN, we call it SDG, so Sustainable Development Goals. And so working with those kids has been just an amazing experience for me. And I think I'm so excited about the generations that are coming below me. I'm excited about your generation. I'm excited about the Gen Zers because you all have the same values that I do, but you're you're more out there. So you don't want to put up with it. If a business isn't doing it, you're not interested in that business, right? And I think that this is the thing that that 
generation, my generation, so Gen Xers and maybe older business folks need to realize is that what's expected in the workplace has changed, right? It's changed tremendously. I just literally was reading data this morning about the fact that millennials and Gen Zers only want to work, it's like 87% of them, of your generation and the generation below you, only want to work at companies who are engaged in some type of sustainability initiative. <laughs> and if you're not engaged in sustainability, you don't want to work at the company. And the other thing is your generation, so the, the millennials and Gen Zers, is, what is it? Eight in 10 Gen Zers is interested in starting their own business. <laughs> and they this data is from high school kids, okay? So, I mean, I think that's the other thing. There's a rise in entrepreneurship. There's a rise in social entrepreneurialism, right? Like my business where we're doing both social and environmental. That's This is all kind of like hitting the, the precipice right now. And I think it's happening at a time, and it's happening because we can see right now the global climate change, I mean, it's real, right? Like I've studied climate change since the late nineties when I was in graduate school studying sustainable agriculture. And all the things we talked about then are happening now. And we've had several years of really bad ecological disasters happening. And then we had this global pandemic, you know, with COVID-19, which who knows if we're gonna have, I mean, researchers say we may have another COVID in the next, or COVID-like plague in the next two to three years. My gosh, that, I mean, that's 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 terrifying. On top of that, we researchers are saying 17 to 25 million people will relocate from the coast to the upper Midwest in the next 10 years. Again, because of climate change, flooding, fires, I mean, all of the horrible campfires that took place in California and then went into um, the state of Washington, I'm sorry, not state of Washington, um, Colorado. And they went to, I mean, Colorado had fires they've never had before last year. You know, so, so much is changing with the climate. And I think the younger generations, they see it because you're thinking this is your life, this is your future. You know, I mean, I'm a little bit older. I mean, I'm still gonna be here for a good long time, but you know, it, when you get older, you still like, oh my gosh, this, this is, what does this environment mean for my kids? Will my kids have the same standard of living or opportunities to find success in the world? And then you throw on top of that, everything that happened last summer with George Floyd's passing, you know? I mean, my gosh, like, like the world is like on fire right now. And it's, I'm not saying this to be scary. I'm saying to say, this is the world we live in. So we all as business leaders have the opportunity now to make change. We can be the change you wanna see in the world, right? And that's what the certified B Corp movement is about. That's what businesses who are saying, we're going to change how we're doing things. We're gonna be a social enterprise. That's what we're all saying. We're saying business has the opportunity and maybe business should have always done this, but now business has the opportunity to step up, right? We can't, I can't expect government and nonprofit organizations to solve the world's problems. That's not fair, right? But as a business leader, I can make change happen and I can do it to help my greater community. And by doing that, I'm gonna ensure that my community survives and if my community survives, my customers will survive and therefore my business will survive, right? I mean, simple it's i mean like when you say it it sounds so simple right like mutual aid is not a new concept i think like our collective struggle could also be our collective success i mean it's really just like a manner of perspective and a manner of us really truly recognizing that individualism here in the united states from a business perspective is hurting us more than it's helping us right now um yeah. and there are things that you want to just stick to your guns be individualistic if for no other reason from a self-preserving standpoint you will be helping yourself to help other people mm -hmm. 
Well, and, and the data shows it, right? The data bears that out. And by the way, if you have a small business that you want to get investor money for, guess which type of businesses investors want to invest in? They want to invest in businesses that are using ESG or environment, sustainability, and governance for their structure. So, so the investor community wants to invest in businesses that are making the world a better place, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a no-brainer. If, if you're going to get venture capital, you want you want that ESG funds, you know. So, and it's not you're not just doing it because it's a good thing to do. We're doing it because it makes smart business decisions, right? This makes smart sense for businesses. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so so much, Lisa, for coming on the show today and just helping us like opening our minds to what all we can do as business leaders and business owners to practice sustainability and really just help our community in every way possible. So, thank you so so much. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I so appreciate being on your show. I love it. I'm so excited. So I appreciate I appreciate what you're doing. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to share what we're doing here at Evolution Marketing. And honestly, like we can all do this, right? We all have this ability to be the change we want to see in the world and you're doing it. So thank you, Angela, for your good work as well. Thank you. Thank you so much.